Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch. Did that woman really say you have gone into steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Guy Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Hey, Chan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thanks very much for that, Mary. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is The Fetch, and you are indeed listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Today's date is Thursday, January the 6th, 2022, and a good Thursday afternoon. To early evening to all of you listening out there in the United States and Canada and a good late afternoon. I should say late evening to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones. And of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and Micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. First, I want to say Happy New Year, everybody. It's been a while, I guess. Uh, we're kind of one of the last shows to get rolling since the start of the new year with the new year appearing last Saturday which gave me the opportunity to take the day off. So uh, uh, Happy New Year. hope things are going at least a little bit well for you as we start the year. And I'll tell you, it was a bit cool, cool to cold here. We had rain over the weekend, the New Year's Eve, or the New Year's Eve going into New Year's. Actually had some rain, had some snow up in the northern parts of, us, of uh, Saudi Arabia. Actually came down pretty good up there. But uh, here it's been uh, kind of like the cold front has come through. It's a bit cool now. We were only up to like 62, 63 degrees today. Temperatures cooled off pretty fast as night fell. It's down to 47 right now. We're going to be going down to a low of 44 degrees, and that's going to make this the coldest night so far of the winter weather, I should say winter season. So that's uh, that's tonight. So I'm actually, the house is freezing, man. Normally it's too hot, but it's freezing. I'm like doubled everything. Double pants, double shirts, double sweaters, all that stuff, just trying to stay warm. I should probably double sock because the cold coming up off the floor is actually, it's cold. So I got to be careful. You know, here in Saudi Arabia, we've had a huge influx of flu and cold. It's cold and flu season, folks. Everybody wants to panic, but... Ultimately, it is cold and flu season. It's been, of course, magnified by the fact that the ministries of health across the world have destroyed everybody's immune systems. And that means everybody is just getting more susceptible to the various colds and flus that come through. Of course, hospitals here, fully vaxxed, double jabbed, some of them triple jabbed, flus, um, catching, you know, doctors, nurses, they're all catching the flus. And now we see this massive influx. I don't know if you want to use the term influx, but just outside where I am, 
where I spend much of my time, I should say, there's this massive uh, testing center. It's at one of the sports stadiums. And so you go outside after work hours, and I swear, they will be, cars will be lined up three wide, maybe a quarter mile, half a mile long. Going back, going into this test center, and you know what's going to happen. Uh, at least that's my feelings, is that the government here is like, okay, we got a bunch of children. We're going to test them all. We're going to get a huge number of, quote, unquote, cases using now what is this fraudulent PCR-type testing regimen. And before you know it, all of these morons are going to basically walk themselves into getting shut down as a country because the government's got to do something. But can you imagine the childishness that we are witnessing in adults, this, you know, just in the adult population, the cowardice, the the childishness that every time they get a sniffler of a sneeze, they want to run to the government like, you know, some five-year-old boy who just slipped and fell and got a scratch on his arm and he wants mommy to kiss it and make it better or something. You know, a little scuffed elbow or something and everybody runs to mommy. And that's kind of how I feel it is now where the adults of this planet, at least a large percentage or, well, yeah, it's a large percent. I'm not even saying it's a majority, but it's a large percentage. They're cowards. I mean, literally, we're dealing with a society of cowards that they can't even imagine getting sick anymore it's like boy if i get some sneezes i might have omicron i get some lady contact me some nurse contact me today oh take care of yourself omicron is so is going on around i'm like shut the hell up really seriously just shut the hell up you know you get really sick and tired of this childish moronic idiotic stupidity coming from people in the health industry and i i don't know what to say other than it is absolutely stupid but you want to lay you want to go into something that is like really 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 elevating this idea of stupidity what you do is kind of like go over to australia where now they're not even going to let you go outside this is uh one of their ministers i think it's new south uh, New South Wales or NST, one of their provinces talking today, I believe, or yesterday about locking down the country. I will now go through each of these decisions. First, the lockout. The fully vaccinated can continue as they were. For people who are not vaccinated, lockdown rules will apply to everyone 16 and above. If you are not fully vaxxed, stay home. You are at greater risk of catching COVID, becoming ill, and needing hospital care. Now, can you imagine, first of all, there's more to this, but can you imagine a grown man getting up in front of the microphone and talking like that to people? You could get sick. You could be, you know what? That is the epitome of what I am saying. We are dealing, first, it's evil. It's disgusting. It's pathetic. But we're dealing with the mindset of a freaking five-year-old. You could this and you could that and stay home. But this guy doesn't stop there. In Australia, it has gone totally insane as to how they are dealing with something that is now two years in the making. You may only leave home for three reasons. 
medical treatment, including COVID testing or vaccination, for essential goods and services like groceries, power tokens, medications, to provide care and support to a family member or person who cannot support themselves. All right, so what did he just say there? Basically, if you don't submit yourself to Jews and their jab, all right, there's a Jewish jab from Pfizer, you cannot work anymore. You can only go to spend money for Jews at their hospitals, or you can go outside to basically buy food, which means you're now under house arrest. But because the government doesn't want to give you food, uh, you can go ahead and buy it, but you can't work, so it's going to be hard for a lot of people on limited income to be able to buy food. Or you can go out and you can do what? Involve yourself in more medical stuff. So this is basically medical tyranny. You want to talk about terrorism. To have a health official tell you as an adult that you can't work anymore, that you have to stay inside your house, you are now dealing with total totalitarianism. Now, wherever the population has a chance to rise up and shut that down, they should do so. But tell me, should the health minister escape the wrath of the people? Should the politicians who are putting these formulas into play uh, escape the wrath of the people? Because you're dealing with psychopaths. You're dealing with true evil here. And you can hear it really coming from this guy's voice. You cannot travel more than 30 kilometers from your home when leaving for one of the three reasons or the nearest practical destination. If you need to go to the hospital as more than 30 kilometers from your home, that's okay. The only three reasons, sorry, there are only three reasons to leave the home now, not five. Work is not a reason to leave the home for the unvaccinated. The chief health officer has also determined that restriction of movement is critical right now and that one hour of exercise for the next four days is not essential. Remember, these restrictions only apply to those who are not fully vaccinated. Now, can you imagine? Now, what he told you there is straight up, who runs the country? Who's running the planet right now? The takeover going into 2022, folks, because that's where kind of a state of where we are today is that there is a takeover of the planet by the health industry, by Pfizer, by Borla, by AstraZeneca, by Johnson & Johnson, by Sinochem, or Sino, uh, what is it? I think it's Sinochem. I believe Sinochem. The, basically, the pharmaceutical companies have taken over the planet. Their desperation right now, and that's how you should view this, their desperation to get you hooked up to this product is off the charts. And you gotta wonder why, because obviously we don't have the inside scoop. But you just heard that right now, right here. That is a minister, I think it's in, maybe I'm, I'm not sure, maybe, not New South Wales, is there an NST or Victoria or something like that? It's one of the big ones saying you can't even go outside to work. It's not a valid reason. And the health minister, the health department, the unelected guy has said basically no movement is allowed. Now, I have to ask you again, should that health minister be able to impose his mandates 
through the politicians onto the entirety of the population. And they're doing this all over the world. It's not just Australia. It's everywhere. It's coming here. I can smell it. I can smell it. Because when you got all these hundreds of cars every day, every day getting lined up to test, and they're going to, you just can smell it. I know over in the Philippines, the state of there, you got Duterte coming out again today saying, I'm responsible for the, un- for the health and well-being of the people. No, you're really not, dude. People can take care of themselves. Just give them the option to do so. What you are is a lackey to the pharmaceutical industry. They have had this spike in cases. Yeah, it's cold and flu season. And you're not allowing anybody to actually take care of themselves. It's either take the Jew jab or there's no choice. That's the state of where we're at today. It's either take the Jew jab or you have no choice to do anything. Of course, the judges have exemptions. The politicians have exemptions. The ministers have exemptions. And everybody else has exemptions that are in the power clique. But everybody else is supposed to take the Jew jab. Go kill themselves. You know, interesting, you had, I guess, the Australian Open is coming. And you had Devokovic, I can never say his name. He's the top Serbian player. He's one of the top players in the world. And he showed up today to go defend or at least play, take part in the tournament, the Australian Open. And he got his vaccine exemptions, got all his paperwork in order. And the second he arrived, he was uh, had his visa revoked. He was put into confinement, uh, basically into a prison. Uh, of course, it's not like a prison prison, but it's still a prison. He's not allowed to go outside. And basically, they're going to hold him against his will until the next plane to get him back out of there. Of course, people in Australia are up in arms about that. But that's where we are at today. When you look at who needs to be overthrown, where there needs to be pressure put upon the institutions, it needs to start in the medical health departments, and then it needs to branch out into the doctors, the hospitals, etc., That's where this needs to go. And, of course, the politicians should not be immune to what should be a tidal wave of revolution around the world against what is essentially a revolution by subversion that we've all become subjected to. You know, I've been looking around the world and what's happening. And going into 2022, I was was at a market. And uh, they asked me for my vaccine passport. And I spoke up about it and didn't say too much other than, you know, are you still asking for this after two years? So everybody's vaccinated, tripled. Everybody wants to get more vaccines. I said, and you're still asking for this? Are, are you guys okay? It's two years now. Are you, is this, this is nuts. It's nonsense. And believe it or not, somebody in the store took off his mask with a big smile and says, yes, it's all a fraud. It's all fake. So there's voices everywhere that are waking up to this, but it takes you and your ability to really get out there and say something. Give people courage to fight back, to voice or give them a voice, to give them the courage to speak. Because ultimately, we are in this battle going into 2022 
And we are in the midst of a war now that is well into two years old when it kicked off. Now, of course, it was in the planning and, and stages much before then. But it became open warfare really starting around December of 20, uh, 2019 going into 2020. And it became absolute open warfare by the spring of 2020 when governments, really the traitors within the various health ministries, shut everything down. We are witnessing, I guess, you know, obviously I, an international, let's call it an international biological warfare campaign against the people, democide, genocide, whatever you want to call it. And that, unfortunately, is the state we're in right now. There's no other way to describe it. When a country prevents you from ha- having the ability to treat yourself with known, safe, repurposed products like an ivermectin or a hydroxychloroquine, where the government essentially forces toxic products like remdesivir into your system once you get into the hospital, when hospitals are being rewarded for literally murdering people inside of their wards, it's democide. It's a war against the people. And we've entered a situation now where the politicians, all the way up to our senior politicians, the Donald Trump, proudly proclaims that they, that this death backs that they have released upon humanity is the greatest thing since, I don't know, sliced cheese. It's unconscionable. It's unsustainable, frankly. And it is good, frankly, to see so many people waking up. I was hearing here in Saudi Arabia, uh, essentially the healthcare industry. And I used to, as you know, teach a lot, and I had a lot of people in the healthcare industry here as my students. And what they're saying to me is essentially they are victims now. They are the victims of Big Pharma. They are the victims of this evil that has come to envelop so much of our nations. Essentially, they don't have a choice to do anything. They have two choices. Either take the jab, which means that they're going to be a victim based on the jab. They will be a casualty based on that. Or they can lose their jobs. They can be sent home. They can be removed from the country, whatever the case may be. But no matter how you look at it, it's a downside. There's no upside here. They can either be a paid, oh, I don't know what you want to call it, maybe a paid guinea pig for this big pharma, uh, Borla, AstraZeneca experiment on humanity, or they can leave. That's their choice. So they're only victims. And many of the medical people now feel that they are essentially being targeted and they are being genocided. They're being essentially exterminated. That's the view that some people feel. And because they work for their families and they want to provide for their families, many understand that, yes, it's dangerous, but to provide for their children and their families back home, they'll accept being exterminated even by the medical industry here, and it's the case all over the world, in order to provide for their families. That's a sad state of affairs that we find ourselves in today at the present. But that is where we are at. I heard that uh, intake or uptake of the new booster shots here in Saudi Arabia is way behind. They're saying, oh, we should be at 90%. And we're hearing in some cases, some institutions, it's less than 40%, 40 
45%, something like that. So apparently, uh, many of the those in the medical industry now are silently starting to take a stand about what has happened to them. We do know that many people in the medical industry, not just here but around the world, and, of course, a lot of people outside who have just taken this Jewish jab, suffer from all kinds of nagging ailments that their health has been irretrievably taken from them. And whether or not they'll ever recover, I doubt it. I actually saw my first, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, but I, I've now got my first vaccine-damaged person in my circle. He has got basically uncontrollable twitching. His head will jerk. <laughs> As I said, that I actually did what he's doing. But his head will jerk like uncontrollably every, sometimes every 15, 20, 30, 40 seconds. His hands will begin to shake. He just cannot, he, he's able to function, but it's not pleasant for him, obviously. It ain't cool, uh, to see him in this situation. He's a young guy again with family in another country. And now he is damaged because of the greed. To do, I have thought going in, you know, looking at what they're doing. I've seen two different pictures now, actually three very disturbing pictures. And you don't know if they're staged. Let's be honest. We don't know if they're staged. But one of those was of a guy in Israel. And it looks like his head is combusted. You got smoke coming out of his nose. He's bleeding from his nose. It looks like he basically has been lit on fire. Then there was a protest going on in Iraq, and it showed what appeared to be a dead protester with the same thing, with smoke just, you know, just coming out of the nose and the mouth and even the ears in this case. It looked like the guy was on fire from inside of his head. And then there was a case of another one, I think, I'm not sure which country this was, but it was a platform. It looked like a train platform or maybe a place where the buses come. And three young kids had basically collapsed there and uh, massive damage from their heads from who knows what, but blood just came from all over their head like their heads exploded. So you really have to wonder what is if, Indeed, these are true. Obviously, that's not normal. But what might be the reaction then of the graphene oxide compared or linked up to the 5G networks? Uh, I don't know what it is, but that would make some sense to me. And ultimately, what are they trying to do? What I think they're doing, and, and of course, I don't know for a fact, but my theory is really transhumanism, plain and simple. The first round, they got people jabbed up. They got as much graphene oxide in them as they could, some more than others. Next round, they'll do a little bit more. Next round, the next booster, a little bit more. Until eventually they have enough subjects out there who are essentially neurally linked with the graphene oxide through their system to where they can finally complete their experiment. It's pure transhumanism at that stage. You have La Quinta or something like that coming out of Spain where the guy's like going crazy showing some type of blown up thing that he claims is a micro router that is showing up in the Pfizer vaccine. Now again, you can't take any social media at face value anymore. You just can't. Some are more reputable than others, but you just can't take 
all of it at face value. It's, it's just too much risk. You don't want to be spreading fake stuff just to spread it. But we should be aware of what is being spoken of and, of course, find and pursue whatever research we feel is important to us that we want to carry forward a message about. There's good afternoon <laughs> to those of you in the States, guys. Uh, that's going to wrap up, I think, the first half hour here. Uh, before the break, just want to say hello to everybody in the chat room, inside the iLive.com. Uh, that's inside the iLive.com. I guess you guys have missed me a little bit. So nice to see everybody there. And what else? And uh, cool. All right. Hello, Zap is in the audience. Zap, thanks for all that you do. And then what else? Uh, telephone lines. We'd like to call into the show 323-275-1314. That's one three two three. Two seven five one three one four. Back with more right after this, everybody. Inside the Ally Prime Time. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Inside the Ally Prime Time. Uh, first show of the year, 2022. It's uh, January the sixth, uh, 2022. And I uh, just want to say Happy New Year. Hope you're having a great time. Again, uh, wherever you're listening out there, hope you're just enjoying your time here. So, um, how do I turn this thing off? Okay, there it's turned off. All right. So, anyways, uh, I just kind of did some reconfiguring, added a new, added some stuff here over the holidays. I'll tell you, I don't know if you've missed it yet. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know if you've missed Inside the Eye Live Saturdays, you know, the flagship show, but we have not had a show now for two weeks. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe you forgot about that show already. But uh, if in case you have missed it, we should be live again this Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern, for Inside the Eye Live, Intelligent Media for the Politically Aware. That's, again, going to be Saturday. Uh, what is that going to be? The 6th, 7th, the 8th of uh, January. So the first show of the year will be, I guess, the last to get started. One of the last Saturdays are going to be the last to get started here. And, of course, we've been uh, rolling through Inside the LA primetime every week, so you haven't missed that one too much. But, again, we just want to say we will be back live this Saturday. It is listener-sponsored and supported radio. Again, it does rely upon your donations. Uh, do what you can. Keep these networks' communication channels open because it's getting and has been getting difficult over the years to keep things going. You know, lots of censorship out there, lots of people getting deplatformed. But for whatever reason, we continue to survive. And uh, we will continue to be bringing you uh, intelligent media for the politically aware for as long as we possibly can. And uh, that's all we can say about that. Um, telephone lines, again, 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. Uh, of course, January 6th for Americans. I don't know if you're actually that interested in it, but for me it's of some note because January 6th is the anniversary of the big protest in Washington, D.C. that ended up seeing some four or five hundred patriots being rounded up by this Jewish uh, Department of Ministry or this Ministry of Injustice or what do you want to call it. See, America is a Jewish-run country, folks. It's no, If you don't understand that yet, you just haven't gotten it yet. America, by and large, is a Jewish-run country. So if you see injustices, if you see debauchery, if you see any type of lawlessness, understand that is so because it's it's Jewish run. It's not run by and on 
and for the American people anymore. This is run by an oligarchy, and the primary oligarchies in America are Jewish groups, Jewish people, and none are more powerful at this point in time than the pharmaceutical companies. And again, you cannot escape the fact that Borla is Jewish, the person behind AstraZeneca is Jewish, the person behind Moderna is law. Even before all of this nonsense broke out back two years ago. So it's Jewish run, man. It's, it's just simple. It's not that, it's not that complicated actually. So if you want to know why the country is so screwed up, it's Jewish run. Even Trump. Trump being a nationalist, he liked to call himself a nationalist, but ultimately he worked for the Jewish people. He worked not for the American people. He kept the American people in his mind and he talks a good game about America, but ultimately his actions are towards Jewish groups, Jewish companies, I know he's criticized in the past, uh, you know, how Pfizer owns the FDA. But again, nothing was ever really done about it. And now they have unleashed upon the American people a form of biological terror that we have never, ever witnessed. And none of this, none of this would have been possible without, once again, Jewish controlled media. And that's where we're at today is that we are facing down perhaps the greatest existential threat to not just the United States, but to humanity at large. These guys want to jab, which means genetically modify every single human on the planet. It's an insane, audacious, chutzpah-filled plan. Can they pull it off? Well, we don't know. They're sure desperate. I mean, ultimately, the desperation you can't hide it anymore. If you look at what's going on in France, you have Macron saying that basically if you don't get this Jewish jab, uh, you're not a citizen of France anymore. Now, how that works, I don't know. I didn't realize that Jewish pharmaceutical companies are dictating to the French people who can be French now. See, if you're a perfectly healthy person and you're French and you don't bow down to Jews and their jab, you're no longer French anymore. Now, I'm not sure how that actually works, but it's not just there. It's going on with Trudeau up in Canada. You heard the minister earlier in the show talking about what's going on inside of Australia. They're not saying you're not a citizen. You just you can't go outside. Basically, you can allow to feed yourself, and that's it. Again, this type of tyranny, folks, needs to be shut down. It needs to be corralled, and it needs to be rooted out with a ruthlessness that matches the ruthlessness that they are doing to our nations. These are traitors. Bottom line, they are traitors. They are violating all of the basic norms of conduct of civil uh, responsibilities to the people. And that, of course, means following the various mandates and laws like laws, like let's just say not laws, but the constitutional rights of the people. Since when does a health minister, some punk, literally some punk, have a right to tell people you can't even work anymore? If that's not grounds for the removal under any means necessary of that individual, I don't know what is. The politicians who are pushing these same types of concepts, same thing. The removal of them under any means necessary makes sense, and it should happen. And, of course, we're seeing that 
somehow in Kazakhstan. So if you've watched some of the news coming out of Kazakhstan, we see this massive uprising over the last day. The government of Kazakhstan fell literally within 24 hours. Now, I don't claim to know what is going on there. Because, again, in this fog of war, we don't know if it's a CIA done thing right now. We don't know if it's a George Soros thing being done right now. We don't even know if it's a Putin done thing right now. We have no idea to know at our level just what is happening in Kazakhstan. But what we do know is that the government was violently overthrown, violently overthrown. Now, to the politicians in Washington, when you had a year ago American, call them patriots, going through the halls of the government buildings there, like the congressional building, allowed into these rooms by Capitol Police, while at the same time, outside and around, you had Capitol Police beating up protesters. They're not even protesters. Beating up uh, those who had come to visit the Capitol building, basically. Even to the point of almost killing people and killing and murdering one girl, Ashley Babbitt, inside the congressional building. That, again, is unconscionable that the police could get away with that. Now, what apparently triggered off Kazakhstan was the same thing. There were people out on the streets protesting against the high rise in gas prices. And mind you, Kazakhstan is a very oil-rich, liquid, propane-gas-rich country. So the only reason the prices in Kazakhstan are so high is because they are following a globalist script, plain and simple. They are saying, hey, look, you need to raise your taxes. You need to raise your price. It doesn't matter whether this resource belongs to the nation. You need to keep your prices at an international standard. So the people inside of Kazakhstan who are not making all that much money are paying for Western-style pricing on a commodity that is everywhere inside their country. Same here. They've raised the prices to where we're not near international standard, by the way, but they've raised their prices quite a bit. So you had this protest in Kazakhstan purportedly, because, again, you don't know. We don't know. But it was due to the high rise in gases. It wasn't due to COVID mandates or anything like that. It was a rise in energy. Somebody was assassinated. Somebody was assassinated by a sniper, by a sniper. Same thing they did in Ukraine. Same thing they tried to do in, in, uh, Syria and also was done in Egypt. Well, that brought more and more people out to the street. But again, we don't know the money and the power that was in play. What we do know at this stage was the government was overthrown in about 24 hours. That should send a message to Washington, D.C. If the American people were to take the same style of coordinated effort to root out the government in Washington, D.C., it would not be very difficult because the Kazakhs did it largely unarmed and then taking down the military and the police. Now, you see the videos coming out of Kazakhstan, and it shows soldiers essentially surrendering. To the people. Now, again, you can't know whether or not that is staged or not. 
In fact, you should presume that perhaps it was staged to send a message to other units, stand down, we're all surrendering, we're not going to fight this thing. But again, you don't know. What we do know is that the government apparently was would, was overthrown in less than 24 hours, basically 24 hours. Now, how's it going? Again, we don't know. We do know that Russia has already sent in quite a bit of material, men and material, into Kazakhstan. So again, is this a George Soros revolution? Is it a Putin revolution? We don't know. The power of politics or the, the what do you call that, the uh, deception that is done within politics, these guys are professional at it. It's very hard to know where this thing is, but on January 6th, all we hear about in the media, again, Jewish media, is how the American people tried to overthrow the democracy and Trump is responsible for it. And let's be honest, what happened to a year ago with the American people? There was a rally. It was because it was held because they wanted to send a message to Congress to debate vigorously whether or not this election should stand. And that's the right of the American people. They had that right to go do that, and they went and they did it. What ended up happening was it was a setup. Whether Trump knew or not, who knows? Could be he did, could be he didn't. And you had the FBI, you had the Department of Justice, you had the Capitol Police, you had perhaps even the National Guard in that area, and you had Antifa, and you had other quote-unquote right-wing groups like the the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys all getting involved to set up the American people. And for a year now, you've had people in prison, no charges filed. They're essentially prisoners, political prisoners, all to drive home a point about how a non-existent takeover of the American capital was put down, and these people need to pay a price. The vindictiveness is absolutely off the charts. And you have to ask yourself, if this is a Kazakhstan-style revolution, should the jailers be taken out? Should the jailers should be arrested? Should the jailers be paraded through the streets? Should the congressional members be paraded through the streets? Should elements of the CIA be paraded through the streets? Should members high-ranking, etc., within the FBI be paraded through the streets? In a way, yes, absolutely they should. Should those who are writing these laws, meaning that the, the hidden hands, those are the ones that are the staffers inside these congressional buildings, should they be arrested and paraded through the streets for being the traitors that they are? Uh, a good case could be made for that. So no, today is January 6th, and as we saw the revolution in Kazakhstan go down, January 6th in the United States was nothing like that. And to have Jewish media and a bunch of Jews in the congressional member and the congressional seats sit there and try to sell it for anything other than it is, trying to make this out like it was some big Kazakhstan, it's an affront to our intelligence, but it is a clear indication of the vindictive, evil, disgusting nature of those Jews who are running our country.
And it's all over the world. I saw a thing the other day in Australia. And, you know, all of this is an oligarchic play. You know, the top 10 billionaires, they say that, they say that in, uh, Australia, Jews only make up 0.4% of the population. They like to, you know, they always like to say, oh, we're such a minority. We're so, we're so persecuted. But 40% of the billionaires in, of the top 10 billionaires are Jews. And guess what? They basically make up three of the top five. Now, if they went over one or two or three of those billionaires, who's running the country? So all of these lockdowns, all of these mandates, all of this money flowing to Jewish companies like Borla and like uh, Pfizer, it's all done to benefit what is essentially a Jewish block. This is a Jewish takeover of the planet. This is the great new world order that was promised to Jews in 1940. And people are afraid to discuss this and speak about it. But they're starting. People are, let's quote unquote, waking up, but they're not going down that route just yet. You know, an interesting phenomena is we've seen uh, Dr. Malone, I think his name is, the founder of the mRNA. He's everywhere. Stu Peters, he's on uh, the Bannon, Steve Bannon's show. He's everywhere, literally everywhere. And he's had a lot of good things to say. But, you know, I saw a tweet from him a couple years ago or a year ago, and it's like he was all for trace contact tracing. He was all for the vaccine passport back in the day. And you have to wonder what the hell is going on with this guy. Right now, he seems to be saying a lot of the good things. We, we have Malone, Zelenko, and a few others speaking out against what is essentially a terrorist takeover, a communist fascist, whatever you want to, it's not really fascist, it's it's more communist, it's more Jewish takeover of our, of our countries and our institutions. Big revelation coming out of Georgia. You have some guy singing like a bird, he said he was paid over 40 some odd thousand dollars to stuff ballot boxes, and there was a couple, 20 dozen or so of those, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 of those, I believe, don't quote me on that, those numbers. But they stuffed hundreds of thousands of ballots, probably. See, the corruption inside of the political systems of this planet is just, I don't know, it's a termite quality, man. It, you need to fumigate the whole thing. The whole things need to be taken apart, meaning the institutions need to be taken apart and they need to be restructured in a way that essentially keeps the termites from coming back. In fact, they should be made to be a poison to termites. Language, of course, will and always does remain a key in the fight against tyranny. You have communists. They like to call themselves progressives. They're not any more progressive than I am. Uh, they're, they're communists. It's plain and simple. You have words like, let's see if I can find my notes here. Uh, yeah, Jew America, Jews run America, that's so true. Uh, let's see. I had a list of kind of like terms that we should be focusing on this year. There it is. Uh, progressives, it's just a neo-Marxist. 
Democrats. They're not Democrats. They're pure communists. You have also progressives. You can call them Marxists. You can, they can use the term capitalists, but in reality, they're just globalists. You have technocrats, but they're also oligarchs. Ultimately, the ruling class is who? That's where we need to focus on. Who within the ruling class is voting for maintaining the morale of their people? I don't see this in the West. What I see is a constant bombardment of messaging all intended to destroy the morale of the people. What that hints is that we are living in occupied lands, meaning that our lands, our governments, are occupied by a foreign element. And that element leads back to somewhere. And the more you peer under and behind the curtain, you're going to find it all leads back to Tel Aviv. And ultimately to the Noahidist or the Noahidist infrastructure located in Jerusalem. That ultimately is the greatest enemy. Now, can you focus on this on the big picture? No, I don't think so. Not right now. I think now is a good time for action. Non-compliance, absolutely critical going into 2022. Sabotage is absolutely critical going into 2022. I saw up in Quebec, which is under these typical Jewish-mandated, Talmudic-mandated, uh, anti-human mandates of just stay in home and don't go outside type of idea. We saw in Quebec... Some protests out on the streets going live. That is a good thing. We've seen cases in some countries where the military are standing in front of the police and you have the police first going, trying to get through the military to get to the people. I believe that was in Denmark. Well, that is an early sign of You see that with Jen's here, Trump, of course, is all over the news. He's canceled some things, but he is all over the news, and he talks about America becoming a new Venezuela. We didn't need him to tell us that. Trump, if you can't get rid of the Jewish influence within our circles, it's going to go the way of Venezuela. If you don't get rid of the Jewish influence in our circles, worse yet, America will go the way of communist, Bolshevik, Jewish, Russia, and that means a massive depopulation as these Jews literally spread havoc over the entire population. That's where we're at, 2022. We have so many people out there that are quote-unquote jabbed now. They are a risk to everybody. In many cases, you have... A case, uh, I don't know which city, you just saw it on the news, or just the picture, social media. Bus driver loses consciousness, plows into a, a, a restaurant or something to that nature. We have all these small airplanes literally just falling out of the sky. Why? Because, again, because 
a bunch of Jews got together and they thought it would be a great idea to release some type, some type of transhumanist biotoxin, biological weapon against the people. And hey, we're going to kill a lot of people. We'll get a lot of people linked together. We're going to kill them through the 5G, but we're going to make a ton of money doing it. Yeah, we're going to make lots of shekels here. And unfortunately, that's where we're at today. Whether or not we can turn the tide, that remains to be seen. I believe so, frankly. It's really hard. Uh, Jews controlled the Soviet Union for a long time. They lost it. Everywhere Jews go, they destroy. And ultimately, nature will always build back. But the problem now is that to prevent this cancer, from spreading across the lands. That Build Back Better process that we need to put into play must involve a lawful but ruthless purge and destruction of this oligarch class so that it can never, ever rise for a thousand years. It must be utterly obliterated from our times and let it come back sometime in the far distant future. This is The Fetch inside the Allied Primetime. Back with more after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, playing with my new toy here. I haven't really worked with it yet. That kind of sucked. That wasn't great. Uh, let's see. Let me try to put that back up here, but I'll need it for the next set. Uh, but anyway, sorry about that. That just that didn't work so good. Um, welcome back inside the iLive. Happy New Year. First show of the year. I feel out of practice. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm rusty. I don't know why. I just feel rusty. I think having those two Saturdays off the past couple of weeks has just been really good. Quite frankly, I've enjoyed the time off. Uh, haven't had a whole lot of Saturdays to myself in the last 10 years, if you know what I mean. So it was kind of nice to just get out and enjoy myself. You know, it was really kind of enlightening. I went to that uh, shopping and getting asked, you know, whether I got my vaccine passport. And I'm just chiding her how silly this is. Look, you know how long a pandemic will last? It's like three and a half months. Uh, you know, of course, it's a pandemic. I said nothing lasts more than three and a half months out there. That's basically when natural immunity will start to kick in, and that's exactly what was happening. I didn't go that far into it with her. And then people, this guy rising up to defend me. It's like, yeah, it's all a fraud. It's all great. And I just was able to walk in and keep keep doing my business type of thing. But I'll tell you, man, vaccine passports, uh, watch. You guys are going to experience this wonderful thing of having these morons sitting at the door uh, asking you whether or not you've gotten your Borla vaccines. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And yet these nations actually believe that all of this is like so beneficial to society. And of course, everybody knows it's all about control. It's all about essentially imposing their way onto you. And we get that. You should get that also. Uh, everybody should get that. But uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't. Uh, if you weren't here to start the show, I'm just shocked. I'm just appalled, quite frankly, that here we are starting cold and flu season. And literally so many people are out there lining up to voluntarily test. And I'm like, you're basically asking the government to shut down the whole country because they're finding all these cases. And frankly, it's absurd, but it's just the truth. I mean, that is the absolute truth of what's going on. Let's go out to the phones real quick. 281 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the iLive Primetime. 
Uh, hello, Fetch. It's Bruce in Texas. Bruce, long time, man. How you been? Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, uh, the New Year's over here. You had to keep your head down. They were shooting guns and stuff. You know, uh, it's just the way it rolls over here in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so was, much uh, that that's freedom, like man. That's a, party or something. Yeah, that's the sound of freedom, man. Sound of freedom is, yeah. Uh, you know, on this day, we need to remember those people that are locked up there in the, in the DC Gitmo. Mm. Uh, it's hundred percent. that for 100%. a year now, these people have been dragged out of their homes and accused of being terrorists for actually for all they did was just. Uh, occupy the Capitol. Remember Occupy Wall Street? Mm -hmm. People were going into state capitals and yeah, that wasn't an insurrection, right? For them. It was a law. It was basically their way of saying, Hey, look, don't steal the election from us. The real insurrection again was November 3rd. They were there. That's the reason why they were there. They really believed naively that they would be able to, I don't know, with a show of force, have Congress do the right thing. And what they didn't know or could not have known was Congress had already agreed to set them up. Yeah. Um, if you're awake to 9-11 and other false flags, and you would be awake to that. But a lot of people on the, uh, the Christian right are oblivious to that, you know. And so they, they still have this – well, they had this notion that, you know, representative government, and if only they hear us and then we can – make amends and stuff, but uh, you're right. It's just a Jewish tyranny at this point, and that's all it can be described as. You know. uh, are you aware that the D.C. Gitmo has African immigrants as jail guards? I didn't know that. Yeah. Actual, you know, naturalized or they had their, their green card or what have you. Yeah. African immigrants are standing watch over American patriots and abusing them and, and uh, uh, you know, denying them basic human rights. Yeah. And you, and the, the the warden of the place is this big lesbian. See, that's what I was you saying. Know, and, and the, they, to, these war, all of them should be literally arrested and paraded because what they are doing is violating. I, that's my opinion. If we're going to be doing a revolution. They should be some of the key targets. They should not be allowed to stand. Because what they're doing is committing yeah, treason I'll to our people. To... I'm sorry. A little bit of a delay here. I know you're over there in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I'll go back to Janet Reno. And when I looked at her and what she did, that to me, that's an indication that when you get put someone of that nature, of that persuasion, who has rebelled against your natural instincts, you know, because let's face it, Janet Reno was a lesbian. She was in the closet, okay? And she give given that power over people, and they go crazy with it, and they'll do whatever the system wants them to do. If it's burn children, they'll do it. If it's lock up patriots and torture them, they'll do it, you know? It, it's like, remember in the 70s, you had those those uh, female prison movies? <laughs> you would have this big butch in charge of the prison. You know, they're like B-movies or what have you. That's, and that was a, that was on the mark, really, in my opinion. And it's terrible. I feel for those people, you know. I, I don't even see how a judge can even let it stand. They should be immediately released. Oh, at this stage, you, you've got no charges. Why are they still there?
You know, he was the killer up there in Wisconsin out, you know, for, for almost trying to kill somebody. But these people who walk through, through the Capitol with flags and they're, uh, mm-hmm. domestic terrorists are going to overthrow the government. How are you going to overthrow the government with a flag? Correct. <laughs> yeah, I think Kazakhstan yeah. should be more of a warning to Washington. If, if you want to see a, a real overthrow of your country, if Americans did that by the millions, you would not survive. And we wouldn't be listening to you a year later with your media telling us about it. We would have already gotten ready and dispatched with you. And our media would be talking about how we overthrew the traitors on January 6th. Our media would, because we would not allow them to keep their media. If they're able to be honest about anything, the honest thing that's going on here, the honest reason why they had these people locked up is they dared to confront them and speak out. They're they're like the serfs that dare to rebel against our master. The same with the COVID vaccine mandates. You know, they're saying that's why they're so going after everybody. They're because they're daring to Mm -hmm. to just not agree with them. So if you don't agree with me, you can't even work. Stay home. This is basically a bunch of idiotic children pretending like they're rulers and they should be able to tell everybody what to do. This is like a schoolyard bully. And the only thing a bully understands is a freaking fist to the nose. Uh, and on the schoolyard, and this is just the same level of that now on the adult stage. That's all these people will understand. And they should. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all for hangings at this stage because the harm they're causing people and the deaths they are causing is unconscionable. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, before I go, uh, you're a California guy and a car guy, and you mentioned that uh, you followed motorsports way back, or not mm-hmm. way back, but back in the 90s or what have you. Did you hear that uh, the United uh, Kingdom is going to uh, mandate all vehicles produced or sold in the U.K. will be electric by 2030? I haven't, but I heard Chrysler today announce they're going to try to be 100% uh, electric by 2028. So this is something where... A lot of manufacturers are going, so it wouldn't surprise me. The manufacturers are already talking about this, so they're going to just strip mine the planet for the lithium and everything else and uh, burn tons mm-hmm. of coal to keep them all fired up. And then, of course, those things are going to fail. My attitude is we had in the 70s. I don't know if you recall the 70s. By the way, I want to just date some of you guys, okay? How old are you? Do you realize that you, if you were 33, okay, if you were 33, I'm sorry, if you were born in 1933, you would have been 45 and 78, all right? That's going to date some of you guys, all right? Let's see who gets that one. Uh, I don't remember what my point. I had a point to tie that into what you were saying. Oh, yeah, but it was going back to the 70s. Something about, oh, in the 70s, we had cars that could run on water. You know what I mean? There's no need for electricity. Yeah. We actually had cars that could do a 70 miles per hour and go about a thousand miles on water. But the inventor was killed, literally assassinated, and the technology was swept up. But in the 70s, we had people, a guy had invented this and he was killed. So all this idea about electricity, electricity, hell, we don't even need that. We can go back to this water technology. You know, in the 90s, I remember reading in mainstream automotive publications, uh, companies like Mercedes-Benz or BMW, I believe it was BMW, 
hydrogen cell cars. Remember that? Yeah, they never did seem to take yeah, off, though. Yeah. But, yeah, the hydrogen cells never took off. I did a study for somebody here on the different technologies. I think hydrogen cells in the Chinese market was only about 3.5%. It was very, very, very small. They were still being produced, but mainly in the bus sector. I see. How about propane? I mean, propane was used to be big here in Texas. And well, that's uh, a natural gas so phenomenon. By the way, so no, I think it's a natural gas yeah. phenomenon. It's like instead of instead of flaring it off in the fields, they would just kind of bottle it up and sell, sell it as propane. Just so, like we're going to strip mine the earth to save the environment. Yeah, yeah, that's what kind uh, of sense does that make? That's leftist logic, man. That's that's Jewish yeah. logic. Oh, I'm not going to go to no Indy 500 that sounds like you know looks like AFX stock car uh, uh, electric cars. You, you know we have that cars? we <laughs> have that here. We have the uh, EF1 here, which is essentially an electric F1 yeah. race that goes in Jeddah every year. Uh-huh. So it's a fairly big event here. It's like uh, one of uh, Saudi's big sporting hosts. You know they sport. They host the EF1, electronic F1, so these will be basically alternative energy type powered cars uh, using an F1 format. So that's yeah. our, it's well, already here, so you can, you can come, but yeah, I kind of like the, the, the sound and the power and you, you, you go next to these cars going 220 miles per hour, it's amazing, quite frankly. It's an amazing the, feeling. The shriek, you know. It is something to see. You see it for yourself. It's really you got to see it. Yeah, you got to go there. You got to be there. Otherwise, you won't appreciate how yeah. how amazing these machines. Well, Long Beach are. Grand Prix is coming up, so yeah. you can watch that. Uh, yeah. It's getting bigger, so it's yeah, a solid event. I'm gonna, I'm, just, you know, just putting around the freaking cities doesn't interest me. I want to see the big ovals and let them run. <laughs> you know, these putt putt cars don't interest me. Uh-huh. You know. All right, Bruce. Day, uh, meet you at Indianapolis. That'll be a good. That? that would be a good one. All right, that'll work. Bruce, let me run along. Thanks All so right. much for the call. Happy New Year to you. All right, that's Bruce. Haven't Thank heard you. Bruce in a while. Thanks so much. That's Bruce out in Texas. Haven't heard from him in quite some time. Uh, telephone lines. If you would like to call in three two three two seven five one three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. I don't know if you heard Trudeau. And it just tells you the childish stupidity of these people, but it is what it is. And this is in French. Let's see if... Oh, he's going in. Okay, never mind. It's in French. But he's going on talking about how we're all supposed to be anti-science, anti-government, or not anti-government, anti-science, anti-progress. We're all misogynists. How do you say that word? Misogynistic, something like that, or racist? All because we don't want a Jewish company to have control over our bodies. Imagine the, the, the depths to which these people will scoop to in order to push Jewish control over literally everybody. I, I'm amazed by it, frankly that they would continue to go down this route, but they're clearly, 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 clearly they do. They have no problem whatsoever uh, doing this, but I, I'm, I'm actually amazed by it. You've got the French Assembly inside of, uh, obviously, Paris, you know, France, and you have Macron literally saying that, again, we talked about this earlier, but um, 
if you're not taking the Jewish jab, if you don't submit yourself to this Jewish experiment on humanity, you're no longer a French citizen. Again, I don't know how anybody allows that to stand, from the military to the intelligence services to the police to the people. I, I honestly don't get how these people are allowed to continue to operate. The Kazakh thing is going on still. I know you've got probably, you know, watch watch what happens, I think, in the next week or so. I, I, I'm going to be interested to see because whether this was George Soros, whether or not uh, it was Russian, whether it was Soros and Russia is coming in to put down the, the rebellion by the George Soros elements, whether this is CIA, I don't know. But I do know for a fact that Kazakhstan plays a big role in China's Belt and, what is it, Belt and Road Initiative. In fact, it's a key hub to the Belt and Road Initiative. So from a U.S. CIA anti-China standpoint, it would make sense that the U.S. would be involved in trying to take down Kazakhstan and eliminating that main artery of China's Belt and Road Initiative. Again, I don't know yet. I, I just kind of watched it unfold. There's, you know, I'm watching videos. You've got lots of soldiers still on the street. Again, things don't just collapse. They, apparently the government did resign, but that doesn't mean that the security forces are all aligned here. And just going ahead and giving up. We don't know yet. I would just let this all play out. You've got interesting developments, let's say, in Nash, the National Football League. Uh, some of these sports stars, like Djokovic, uh, the tennis star, and then Aaron Rodgers coming out about being not vaccinated. These are major signs of dissent, put it that way, whereby most athletes are just cowards and go along. We see some major dissent. What's been interesting is that after the Candace Owens interview with President Trump, Candace Owen is all over this thing about being anti-vaccine, just all over it. And that puts Trump, frankly, in my opinion, in an untenable situation. There's going to be, I would assume, a percentage of the block out there that doesn't even want to see Trump anywhere near the office anymore. Right now, he should be president. He came out today, meaning Trump. Again, he should be president, guys, let's be honest. We're a year into this stupidity of January 6th. Trump, whether you like it or I like it, should be the president. If you're a referee, if you're an umpire, and you had to conduct a uh, uh, a video review of the play, that's what the position should be right now. Then Trump should be able to do whatever it is he can do. He is the only player right now against this Bolshevik terrorism, and we're not even sure he's fully behind that. He did come out today with a big statement about how he's absolutely 100% against the mandates. Okay, fine. Let people make their decision. That's okay, I guess. I don't have a problem with that messaging. Uh, to say you're pro-vax, I can some, people say, Fed, she's gotta do it. There's so many people out there that are, that are just buying the mainstream media and they believe in it. He can't come out. He'll sound like a kook, like he's going back, like he made a mistake. He can't do it so easily. All right. Maybe that's true. 
Maybe it's true, but he doesn't have to keep messaging it in every freaking interview. He was on OAN this week, I believe. And he's going along, blah, 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 and then he just throws in, oh, and not, don't forget the vaccines. I'm like, dude, you don't have to bring it up every time. Every time you bring this thing up, you're basically telling us you're a terrorist. Doesn't he get that? To those who might be next to Trump, I, I, why would they keep saying, dude, stop bringing up the vaccines. You're a terrorist. You're a war criminal. You're a mass murderer. The idea that these things are safe is so stupid. It's like you believe in the Holocaust. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I bet you Trump does. You know, I bet you he does. I bet you he uh, supports everybody being silent so that Jews can push their crap onto us and put their hands in our pockets, steal our money for a bunch of Jewish agendas, and then tell us we don't have the right to research it. I'm sure Trump supports that. In this way, he's a Zionist, first and foremost. He serves the Israeli people, first and foremost. That we understand. It's, at least for most of us, we believe that to be the truth. I haven't seen anything to change my mind about that. Uh, Doug Ford. You know, Doug Ford, he's up in Ontario. Public health spread and misinformation, of course. The single most important metric is hospitalizations. And for almost two years, most of these governments have misled everybody. Now we have all these people in the hospitals. Theoretically, they tell us, and none of it is for COVID. None of it. They keep shutting down the world for the cold, for the flu. How stupid is that? They're going to shut down literally everything because of the cold and the flu. In the meantime, they want to jab everybody with this Jewish poison. And so far, we have had 339 athletes go down with cardiac arrests. 193 of them are now dead. Now, who could say that that would not be the vaccine at this stage? Who would say that is not essentially Jews being allowed to murder people? Plain and simple. Fauci, again, as far as I can tell, guilty of genocide. Should be hung. The guy's a psychopath. Should be hung. Dazik. He is a traitor. Of course, Dazik was with, I believe, uh, Echo Health. He's a traitor. He should be hung for treason and for mass murder. Walensky at the CDC, she should be hung for treason and mass murder. The heads of the FDA should be hung for treason and mass murder. These are all criminals. They have lied. They have suppressed Various treatments, all for one thing, to push a vaccine agenda. No other explanation for what they have done other than to spread this particular product, which has been such a terrible nightmare against the people. Hopefully, guys, hopefully moving into 2022 here, we will continue to chip away at the narrative. Frankly, I I believe the narrative is collapsing. That would be my view. Is it collapsing fast enough? No, I'm not so sure, but it is collapsing. 
and we must continue to push through 2022 to get this to collapse. Any national politician that only pushes the vaccine is either A, an idiot, or B, agenda-driven. If you don't have the brains, frankly, to allow alternative treatments for your people, and all you're doing is pushing what is essentially a transhumanist product onto the people and your people as leaders, I don't even know what to say for you, frankly, because you're committing mass genocide. You're committing mass democide. And worse, you're eliminating, I guess you could say, the very people themselves. You won't have a people anymore. That's treason against humanity itself. And that, to me, is perhaps more damning than anything else, to commit treason against what is nature herself. And that's what's happening. Treason against nature herself. All to push some trans, literally a transhumanist idea upon everybody. Let's see. Uh, apparently in Australia, they've had such a problem with, actually we should be going into a break here. Should be going into a break in a second here. So anyways, it's a fetch everybody. Inside the Eye Live uh, Prime Time. I'm listening for the break. Yeah, there it is. Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Uh, again, it's Thursday, January the 6th, 2022, one year anniversary of really the, the massive one million plus protest against the election theft by the Democratic, the Communists uh, inside of the United States. And I think that's really what we should start calling the, the Democratic Party. It is the Communist Party of America. And, again, lots of people, I don't know the exact number. I should. You really should. I'm just not in the States anymore, but I know it's close to 500, if not more than 500 people have been in prison in the United States as political prisoners, uh, basically because they just happen to be in Washington, D.C. So many lives destroyed, so much uh, heartache, really, to the families involved. And 
one has to ask when really do these government officials start to see pushback against everything that is going on, including them suffering the same fate that they have dealt out to others. That's what I would like to see. Why should a police officer be allowed to go beat somebody and have no repercussions? Why should the FBI be allowed to essentially frame up people and have no repercussions? And that's really the problem we're at here in the West. Not enough responsibility for the criminal activities of those who act under the aegis of state. It doesn't matter the organization. It could be the Bureau of Land Management. It could be the energy, you know, the energy department. It could be the commerce department. It doesn't matter. It could be, I don't know, your local dog catching department. They just are not held to account for all the different crimes or let's just say improprieties, if you want to be polite, that they're engaging in. For instance, in Australia, they are now have a situation where they're going to be handing out 79, I don't know, $79,000, is it, to per person, or maybe it's more than that. Australian government begins compensating over 79,000 citizens for injuries due to the COVID-19 vaccines. That's 79,000 citizens. Well, doctors say the benefits far outweigh the risks, but as the vaccine rollout now ramps up through the booster phase, there are a rare few who suffer serious side effects. Now the federal government... And it ain't a rare compensation few. ...for anyone who becomes seriously ill after having their COVID shot. It's been a long road to recovery for Maddie John. It's a really uncomfortable and um, quite a frightening experience. He felt like he was having a heart attack two days after getting the Pfizer vaccine. I just got this sharp pain that I've never experienced before in the centre of my chest. Diagnosed with severe pericarditis, he was off work for 10 weeks. You constantly worry, I suppose, that anxiety around, I suppose, we're talking about your heart. Maddie's not alone. It's estimated 79,000 people have suffered adverse reactions to vaccines. Now the government's offering compensation. Claims under $20,000 will need evidence from your doctor. Claims over $20,000 assessed by a team of legal experts. The highest figure reserved for only the most serious of cases. Yeah, so essentially what's happening here is a classic case of what I call Jewish cowardice. And what I mean by that is a coward like a Jewish businessman, like a Borla and his team. They want 100% of the risks borne by the people, and they want 100% of the profits to flow into their pockets. This is beyond cowardice. This is criminal. The idea that we are actually subsidizing a block of Jewish criminals acting under the aegis of a, quote-unquote, a pharmaceutical company, it's unconscionable. At what point, again, do we start to hold people accountable? And that's where we're at now in 2022. At what time do we start holding all of these various people accountable? I heard we have somebody now in the United States, um, maybe the head of the U.S. women's swimming team, not team, but one of the U.S. swimming 
uh, uh, federations. I'm not sure exactly what it is. She resigned. And why did she resign? Because of all the men currently inside of the women's program pretending they're quote-unquote transgenders and they're just basically making it incapable, literally incapable of of uh, women to compete. Well, okay, that being the case, we have to look at what's going on really in the world of sport in 2022. For instance, you have Alexa's AI program identifies Serena, I think it's Serena, or is it Venus Williams as being a male? It's identified Michelle Obama as being a male. And you know, it's funny, but it's so stupid. You go onto your news feeds, you know, and these are the mass market news feeds like at Microsoft. And the first thing there is Michelle Obama knocks it down in this black sequin dress. I'm like, are you guys really that freaking stupid? This man is sitting there in a dress and you're pretending she's a woman. And we're all not supposed to pay attention to it. <laughs> well, now somebody's dug something out. 11 and 12 year old Venus and Cerulea Williams were on a thing called Trans World Sport in 1992. That's right. Trans World Sport headed to Florida, it says here, to meet up with the Williams sisters, who were then just 11 and 12 years old. Again, why would Trans World Sport be out there talking to Venus and Serena Williams? And here we have now Alexa's AI recognizing Serena Williams, or I think it's Venus Williams, I mean, no, it's Serena Williams, as being a man. So imagine the cowardice you have to be to pretend to be a female just so you can get fame and glory. And you expect the rest of us all to cheer for you as if this is all fair. Another term that's making its way into the uh, collective conscious, I guess, uh, let's say becoming mainstream, is this idea called mass formation psychosis. Now, I'm not even an expert on this. That's just new. But you have the term mass formation psychosis, and it's essentially programming everybody to believe a certain way, even if it causes everybody to be harmed by this certain way, and nobody will turn away from it. It's kind of like, I guess, a form of uh, Stockholm Syndrome equally. But you had uh, Dr. Malone speaking about it this week, I, be I guess, on Rogan's show. I believe he spoke on it again on the Stu Peters show. And what it really is, is just mass market programming. And where do we see this a lot? We see it a lot in Jewish media and how they go about, I guess, conducting the media or doing their shows. And it's all programmed. It doesn't matter what market you're in. You could be anywhere, but you're going to hear the exact same thing. Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. 
But we are concerned about several plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control the truth. Exactly what people think, and this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 And there you have it. In every market, literally all around the United States, you will hear this type of messaging. And who really out there speaks about bias? Who speaks about spreading fake information? These are, once again, Jewish political rhetoric. That's something you will find within the Jewish political constituency. So then you understand that, again, we are listening to a Jewish assault on literally just common sense and decency a perpetual system of lying to the public to create a mass psychosis. And this is another issue that we will absolutely have to face down going into 2022. It becomes unconscionable when you think about it, where we live in a world where this like hyper minor percent of people literally wants to dominate and control every facets of everybody's lives. If you question them, they want to go after you with a vindictiveness that she quite frankly doesn't, it makes no rational sense. But to those of us who have been fighting this scourge, this parasitic evil for literally decades now, we know what it's all about. We're used to it. We sense it. We can smell it. We understand the words they use. And it is something really that has to be fought back at some level. It has to be fought back at a highly intellectual level. And then on another level, it just needs to be fought back through the masses of the people, even if the people don't necessarily understand precisely what it is that they are having to defend themselves against. It's time we started standing up to all of these mandates. You remember when the government told us, when Tony Fauci told us that we were going to lock down, he said it was for two weeks. And now it's been almost two years. And I'm going to tell you three things that you need to remember in this critical day and age. One is that once government acquires a power, it never lets it go voluntarily. Never in history. Has government, has a government once acquired a power, 
voluntarily relinquish it without a demand. The second thing that we need to know is that every power that government acquires using this pandemic as a pretense, it will ultimately abuse to the maximum effect possible. And this is just a rule that is as certain as gravity. The third thing you need to know is that nobody has ever complied their way out of totalitarianism. Every time you comply, the demands will get greater and greater. We need to resolve that here and now, this is the hill that we need to die on. They have come for our jobs. They've come for our transport. Now they're coming for our children. And we have an obligation as parents to protect them. There has never been a government history that has told its people, we are going to demand that children sacrifice themselves and take risks to save old people. It's always the other way around. The old, the mature, the adults always put themselves at risk to protect their children. This is an ethical issue. It's a moral issue. It's an issue of character for each of us. And it's an issue about the preservation of democracy and public health. We all need to stand up now and do everything that we can to block these power plays by authoritarian powers within our society that are trying to steal from us the health of our children. And it's not just the health of your children. It's the health of the society itself. For instance, if you go into Germany uh, back in May 2021, there was uh, a demonstration. And the demonstration was essentially to go about just to, the thing was free Palestine. And you had some woman there. She just called out. She, she used the term, excuse the language here, but shitty Jew, shitty Jew. And again, that was it. That's all she said. Darius, she was now sentenced to prison for that. Now, you want to talk about totalitarians who want to steal from our freedom of speech? Look no further than Jews. Can you imagine in a foreign country like Germany, you have council members saying that the days of criticizing Jews or the time in which Jews could be insulted in the street should have passed long ago. This is pure anti-Semitism, nothing else. No, it's pure totalitarianism by the Jewish people. The idea that Jews think they should be able to jail anybody for anything, any slight, tells you that Jews are at war with you in your own countries. The battle never changed. Whatever happened 70, 80 years ago, it never changed. The same war rages today. Imagine having to go to jail because you said something like that. And you hear it all throughout. We have Graham Hart sitting there now. You've got Monica Schaefer spent time. And you've got Alfred Schaefer still in prison. These are just some, but it's more than that. It's all over. The real 
terrorists in our midst are inside of our governments by and large. Why do you think they're so desperate to get everybody jabbed up? Why do you think they're so desperate to sell this January 6th BS narrative? Because the real terrorists, the real totalitarian evil rests inside of these organizations. Just recently in Belgium, the police started to make an investigation at a soccer game. Why? Because there were dozens of supporters there talking about, uh, you know, my dad was in the Gestapo, my mom was in the SS, together they burned Jews because Jews burned the best thing All right, they're mocking the Jews. First of all, it never happened. Those people would never have said that if it weren't for Jews pushing the narrative to begin with. So who's really responsible for these people saying these things? It's the Jewish people because they created the entire mythology. If they don't like the mythology, they should never have spread it to begin with. This is another duh situation. You freaking people are so stupid. You spread out a fairy tale. Then you talk about how all this fairy tale is supposed to be, I don't know, treated like it's uh, some loathsome piece of who knows what. Then people don't buy into your expectations, and now you want to jail people for basically buying into your fairy tale. Again, how stupid do you Jews have to be, and why are we allowing police to investigate somebody mocking a Jewish fairy tale? Do people get this yet? It's 2022. And these Children, these closed-minded, dark-spirited souls are going after our democracies, our freedoms, based on idiotic, childish fairy tales, macabre as they may be. And it's the same in the COVID sphere. So everywhere you look, the whole basis of reality is you buy into our bull, you know what, or else... And again, when do we as a human race just grow up, be adults, and say enough is enough is enough, and push back against these council members, against these whomever is pushing this, the police, whatever? You hear this guy, and he's one that should. The vice chairman of the the club was called Beer Shot. And he condemned the behavior of the fans. Why are you condemning anything? Why are you even buying into the BS to begin with? The club disassociates itself completely from these chants. Well, nobody asks you to associate with them anyways. Who cares? We don't care. By entering into the discussion, you're making yourself out to be complete moronic idiots. You're telling us that you buy in to the fact that people were chanting something based on a Jewish fairy tale. And if you don't like the fairy tale, why don't you tell the Jews, stop pushing the fairy tale? Why try to believe in Santa Claus 24-7? Because that's what this is. Everyone is buying into believing a macabre story, which is no different than buying into Santa Claus every day, every year. Grow the hell up. 
says here, anti-Semitic behavior by beer shot fans has been a growing problem over the last year. You know what's also a growing problem? Having a bunch of Jewish companies, a bunch of Jewish pharmaceutical companies, a bunch of Jewish oligarchs telling us nobody can work, nobody can have a job, nobody can do anything unless you first submit to a bunch of Jews in their macabre world of taking a jab to protect themselves. Yeah, that might be a problem, too. How about this, the club deal with these types of issues? In November of 2020, just to show you how bad this has been, a beer shot supporter was sentenced to 50 hours of community service for posting an anti-Semitic message. Now, how many of you have seen a single Jew out there have community service for their anti-white messaging? Anybody? So why are we allowing our nations to be subjected to this scourge? Because that's what it is. Either you believe in our freedom of speech, you believe in our Western values, or you don't. We allow Jews to insult us all the time. It never fails. They keep going. They call for the genocide of Jews. They laugh. They say, you white people, yeah, you should be worried. You're on the block for genocide. They use their pressure to bring all kinds of scourges into our countries to where you can't even walk in some of our cities now because of the what? The hatred that Jewish people have for the Western world, yet we're supposed to cry because somebody just says something, some childish chant against the Jewish group. Who cares? Seriously, who cares? We have so many bigger things to deal with, but we got to tie up our time, some of our time, dealing with this type of idiocy from the Jewish community? Ask yourself why. Ask yourself why Jews are so intent on destroying your freedoms. Ask every Jew on the street. Hey, I'm just curious, man. Why does the ADL hate the American people? Do you support the ADL's hatred towards the American people? Do you support the fact that we don't have an independent media? Do you support the fact that going into this year, 94% of our media is going to be directed by Jewish people? That's the show, everybody. Inside the Allied Prime Time. See you guys Saturday inside the Allied. Good night.